0: Hello and welcome to our catch-up episode of Cinematic Adventures, where we don't have real topics, but we are just going to cover everything that we saw uh, this year. That's a really
1: short episode considering the year's 2 weeks long.
0: We are covering everything we saw last year. <laughs> I saw tons of movies, but I find most of them uninteresting. Yes, because you will watch
1: literally anything. You're the Mikey of movies. I don't know. You probably have no idea what that means because I just realized, again, you're Australian. In the U.S. in the 90s, we had a commercial that it was for cereal, I think. And it would come on and there were these like, there's a super picky kid. It was like three brothers. Two brothers would eat most things. One brother was like super picky. And there was a cereal that the other brother, I don't think I'm going to like
0: it. like Mikey. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like at eight years old. I I found a picture of him. I that I had that exact haircut. Probably at <laughs> that exact time, if it was the 90s. Possibly. Um, so they give the kid I'm, the cereal and he's just like down in it. He's like hoovering it. And they were like, Mikey likes it. <laughs> so it's very upsetting how much I look like Mikey. <laughs> you are
1: Mikey. You are the <sighs> cinematic, you are the cinematic version of Mikey. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow. um, All right. I have barely seen any movies because I've been super busy. So you go on and talk about your goofiness. Cause I know there's a lot of it.
0: Okay. So at this point uh, in like pretty much between 2017 and uh, now I have been like full in on finding any movie that I could. So 2019 has been an interesting year. I can't remember anything I've seen. (laughs) Um, But I have have, uh, Letterboxd, which uh, tracks my movies for me. So thank you, that website. Still hilarious that you call it Letterboxd. It's because if I let, called it Letterboxd, uh, uh, I'm definitely going to lose the D uh, at <laughs> some point and people just call, call it Letterboxd.com and then just get mail, I guess. <laughs> You're a dork. Uh-huh. Speaking of mail, have you gotten any mail lately? Uh, yeah. I got a DVD called um, The Vampire Lovers, which I think, if I'm right, is about gay vampires and is not a porn. I wanted to make sure that both those things yeah. correct. All righty.
1: Hey, did you ever watch uh, Lucky Number Eleven? Nope. That is now.
0: Okay. I, lo- I lost track of that. Uh, it's on my shelf, but I'm like, oh, no, I haven't seen it. I saw all the other ones. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it as soon as we're done. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what movies do you remember? Okay, so I've seen... So, um, I have my stats up. I have seen 271 movies this year. Last year. Last year. Fuck. I'm not, I'm just going to say in 2019. (laughs) Okay. In 2019. Movies, that's good. uh Uh-huh. 271 movies. Um, I have uh, the, (laughs) a lot of them are short movies because I watched stuff from the 1800s because I was sick. Uh, for one day uh, on the, f- no, for one week I was sick between uh, the 15th and 21st of January and I saw 43 movies from the 1800s because they were just easy and short <laughs> so you cheated to get to that number okay, I see how you are <laughs> yeah, I cheated, I
1: don't care, I care. <laughs> so when I was your age I was watching let's see, how old are you now? 26 26 mm, when I was 26 yeah I was probably still doing it yeah yeah I was um, I saw I was down to about a movie a day math then yeah because when I was in my teens I was watching three to four movies a day every day
0: um, I have stuff to do and usually <laughs> I don't I usually I can get th- I uh, watch um, three. Uh, movies a week, unless I am very specifically aiming to watch certain movies.
1: Ah, well, when I was a teen, it's kind of weird how I was able to do it, but so I was going to school. I had, um, because I'm thinking about like when I was like 18, 19. It's strange, but I went to school, I went to work, and I still did it. So basically, like, I didn't sleep, (laughs) I just when I basically just, like, went from one thing to the next to movies. Like, I either went to the theater and saw a movie or I went to Blockbuster. At the time, I had the Blockbuster Movie Pass. So, uh-huh. I would rent at least two movies from Blockbuster Movie Pass. But then I also physically went to the movies. So, I didn't do things. So, like, most college students would, like, they're in school all day. And then they do homework all day. And nah, that wasn't me. I would, like, be in school for, like, the two to four hours And then immediately, like, go watch a movie (laughs) or hang out with my friends. And when I was hanging out with my friends, what did we do? We watched movies because I'm boring and like we don't do anything else pretty much. So we either went to the movies or we watched a movie at each other's houses. And then when that was over, I would go
0: watch another movie or I'd go to work. On the plus side, you're less boring than people who do homework.
1: yeah I didn't do homework. I didn't really sleep. I just worked and watched movies and hung out with my friends and usually, while I was hanging out with my friends, we watched movies so it was it was fairly easy to get that like three movies in a day I wasn't aiming for it. that's just kind of how it worked out i was vouch for watching at least two movies a day, usually one in the cinema one in the um like one in well so we also had like h b o and showtime so uh-huh. um It could could be, like, one on, it could be on a DVD, it could be on Showtime or HBO, or it could be in the cinema. But I watched at least two movies a day, and if I, you know, if I had the time or if I didn't have school, I would easily watch
0: four. I think my height was four movies a day. (laughs) That's when I had nothing else to do except avoiding homework. But that was in primary school, so most of those movies are shit. See, I never really, I'm a bad, bad example but I never did homework
1: in high school or college. I remember in high school, they were like, you're not going to be able to get of that shit when you go to college. College is going to be so difficult. You're going to have to do homework. And then I didn't.
0: Yes. <laughs> for the record, for the record, Sam. I ha- fair enough. For the record, <laughs> I have a list of movies that don't include the short movies because I was like, there's no way she's going to let me get away with just having a bunch of short movies. So I have... Uh, <laughs> So I have 183 movies that I saw this year that aren't short movies. Last year, but okay. Um, so God of the... Fucking damn it. <laughs> of those movies, which ones have you not talked about already? Uh, there's, uh, well, there's all the ones that I saw in, that came out in 2019 that I definitely talked about. and I talk about all of these movies all of the time to you. Mm-hmm. But so I um, don't know. We
1: talked about them on the podcast, though.
0: Probably not. There's a lot of movies here. Um, okay, but I'll go, go for through it. my uh, top ten. Well, we did that last week. The top ten ones that I saw for the first time this year, though. Last year. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, this is 2020. Just so you know, just so we know. So if you're writing checks or putting the date on anything, you know, it's not 2019 anymore. Fine, 2019. These are the movies I saw for the first time in 2019 in no particular order except the order that I like them. Okay, well, that's still in order. But okay. It's a very yeah. important order. <laughs> uh, usually this <laughs> takes the podcast, but we've got other stuff right. to talk about as well. All right, go okay. for it. So number 10 is uh, He Never Died, which I watched for our vampire movie. Yeah, we talked about that one already. Uh-huh, but that's my number 10. Uh, okay. I love it. Uh, It's very simple. Um, The story is this guy is immortal and he's probably a vampire, but he's definitely um, a fallen angel and he's from the Bible or something. I thought he was Cain. Isn't that what you said? Yeah, he's definitely Cain, but, like, did the legends, was he from the Bible and then the story came out around him or or is he just like Cain? It's never made clear, but he's definitely probably Cain or a vampire. Okay. Uh, That's my number 10. It's really interesting. Uh, hard to explain. Really fun to watch. Gotcha. Um, What We Do in the Shadows. Favorite comedy. It's a great comedy. I love this. I think I should put it higher on my list, actually. But I'm not going to because we've already started. <laughs> okay. Again, we talked about it on a vampire episode, but it's just so fucking good. I can't emphasize enough how much I love What We Do in the Shadows just thinking about it, it's just so funny. And it's just got a really good heart to it as well. You can tell Taika is, was going to make interesting and fun movies. And then he makes uh, Thor Ragnarok, and the Nazi one, the, Joe Rabbit. The Joe Rabbit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love those. So it, it shows his start and it's a, a hell of a start. So is he one of your favorite directors now? Uh, He's made three fucking spectacular movies, but I want at least two more before I can say favorite director. He's definitely the best director of the decade. I'll give him that. Okay. That's interesting. Um, Hey guys, do you want uh, to know where uh, Joker stole all of its its good ideas, uh, but uh, isn't weighed down by all the shitty Batman crap? King of comedy. Yeah, that that didn't anybody. Watch that instead of Joker.
1: I mean, to be fair, the director admitted that he
0: straight up took half of, the, half of the ideas from King of Comedy and Taxi. That's true. In that case, don't watch Joker, watch these better movies. <laughs> All of the good stuff that's in Joker, they just copied from those two movies. So fuck it. <laughs> so angry because I did like Joker and then I realized just how much they copied from, um, from King of Comedy. I'm like, oh, fuck you. That was the best scene, and you t- saw it directly from this. Okay, so then my question is:
1: Had you seen King of Comedy and Taxi before you saw Joker? Do you think it would have changed your impression of it?
0: Oh yeah, because I would have been—I would have immediately hated it instead of retroactively hating it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, do you think it
1: stole or pays homage? Because the director so, seems to. It, pays homage. it paid
0: homage in so much as look at this cool stuff that we did from tech from King of Comedy and Taxi Driver. Oh, we have nothing else. Well, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> we also installed this Batman stuff. Look, he's Donald Trump now. We stole that from looking at Donald Trump. You're welcome. I'm like, thank you. But but what I really want is for the Joker or someone that was inspired by Joker to kill the Wayne parents again. That's something I really need to see again. Oh, you did it. Oh, thanks. Fuck you. (laughs) Dingle comedy is great. Shut up about Joker, everyone. The internet. Joaquin Phoenix deserves a a best actor because he's a great actor. Okay, so then tell (sighs) me how you really feel about Joker. I thought it was fine. Because a lot of people
1: have... Both King of (laughs) Comedy and Taxi Driver, and then they saw
0: Joker and they loved it. Yeah, that's because they're like, "Oh, look, it's a superhero movie doing what better movies have done." But we only watch superhero movies, so we want superhero movies to be as good as those ones. And by "be as good," we mean copy directly. In fairness,
1: it's not a superhero movie. because Joker's not a superhero, Um, and Batman is not a comic book movie. And
0: Batman. So second it also has the dumbest plot point in the entire thing. In in all of Batman continuity, it has the dumbest thing in it. And and if it was in a if it was in any other if this motherfucker was this plot point was in Batman vs Superman, you'd hate it as much as I do. And that's when it's revealed that the Joker is the brother of Batman. And I'm like, well, that's so stupid. Oh, you pulled it back. No, fuck you anyway. <laughs> it's like, no, you thought we were going to do the dumbest thing in the world, but we said it wasn't. And never mind the fact that he's a rich asshole that's based on Donald Trump. So he's probably lying, but you're not smart enough to come up with that. So he's probably telling the truth anyway. I'll oh, fuck this movie. And then I watched King of Comedy and felt better about hating it. So, you keep saying he's based on Donald Trump. I don't see it. What he's a, you... shitty man. he's Point a shitty businessman. He's a shitty businessman. Because he's an asshole, a billionaire, and wants power. Yeah, but the U.S. is, like, lousy with those. But yes, why? But do you I sp- don't give a fuck. Oh because, he's not cl- because the director isn't clever enough to base it on anyone else. Well, okay, so living in the U.S.,
1: having the perspective of knowing who Donald Trump is from the U.S. perspective i don't think he was based on donald trump if anyone he was based closer like more on bill gates because he at least has the public persona of being a philanthropist whereas <laughs> donald trump has never had that so this and it's is donald
0: trump if people liked him at first no, no i don't give a still, fuck about joker anymore i there's, hate there's, it so much
1: there's a person. Yeah, clearly. Um, there, there's a personality difference. There's a huge personality difference between Thomas Wayne and Joker and Donald Trump. That's why I said he's more like, honestly, he's, I don't think he's really even based on a particular billionaire in the U.S. I think he's based on the, on Reaganomics, which is um, yeah. the politics of the Reagan era. He's just more like a, an ideal Reaganomics billionaire
0: i don't Fine, think he's based Reagan on was an asshole as well so fuck it <laughs> sure we're not pissing anybody off with this dream oh uh, <laughs> all right what's your next movie uh my next movie is is uh apparently it's much more positive it's kind it it's a prison movie where the the prison is improved by positivity and kindness it's paddington too Fucking love paddington <sighs> I love Paddington as a character so much. He goes to prison and he makes all of the uh, and he does that thing where he accidentally mixes in a red sock, his red hat with um no, his pink, his red hat or his red or a red sock with the prison uniform. And it's just and then he turns everyone pink and he makes friends with a guy called Knuckles and he improves the entire thing with marmalade. And then uh, it it goes from everyone being afraid uh, to everyone having like a nice time and then opening up a restaurant for all the prisoners because everything's just so positive because Paddington is just uh, just a force of nature. That's just like, what if we'd be nice to each other? I'm like, yes, Paddington. What if we do?
1: Sounds like a very strange fever dream.
0: Oh, it's so cute though, it's clearly made for eight-year-olds, but it's just so, yes. he's just such a positive character that everyone just sort of loves him. It, it's like it's made for eight-year-olds, but all of the uh, critics and adults were like, my God, he's like Mr. Rogers as a bear. That's who he is, he's Mr. Rogers if he was a bear.
1: Okay.
0: I love him so much, he's so cute, and he's, he's a little bear, and he, and he helps everyone with marmalade. Okay, sure. Uh, and um, Hugh I feel Grant like you feel ah, oh, I do. Hugh Grant is the villain, and um, the reason Paddington goes to prison is because Hugh Grant stole a pop-up book, and it's like a pop-up book that's worth like two thousand dollars, and he frames Paddington for it. So not only is it the cutest crime imaginable, but also Paddington didn't do it. Well, I mean, obviously he's the good guy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I love this one well can you put it right after joker uh-huh well i put it after king of comedy to be fair but i knew we talk about joker so we i needed the buffer all right um the next one is my fair lady which it feels like people stole uh this the plot of this movie for soap operas the simpsons did an exact parody of this it's great every
1: genre has stolen from this movie there are mm-hmm. several movies based on this movie that are basically just like redrafts of it
0: they had um the, the okay so i looked into the history of this of my fair lady because i was interested um and someone did a video on why mary poppins um julianne who's on for mary poppins instead of uh audrey hepburn for my fair lady and it's because she um sang um audrey hepburn can't sing that well and Uh, But dubbing is just a thing that movies did before everyone's egos got in the way. But the reason that um, Audrey Hepburn didn't win the Oscar, even though this is a better movie than Mary Poppins, Fight Me, um, is because Julie Andrews played uh, the main character uh, from My Fair Lady on stage and everyone wanted her to do it in the movie. But um, the producer didn't think that uh, Julie Andrews would be good in movies. Okay. So, so you have Julie Andrews in Mary Poppins coming out um the same year as My Fair Lady, and everyone is already making fun of Audrey Hepburn for not singing, and they all wanted Julie Andrews to be in it anyway. So there's this whole thing that happened around it. But that's like proof that the Oscars don't know what they're doing because they let politics like their own politics get in the way of movies but like My Fair Lady is great. <clears throat> what did you like about it? Um, I like the music. I liked um, Audrey Hepburn is very funny. Uh, I, I like that even though they tried to make her more feminine and gave her pretty clothes she's just still exactly the same character. There's a great scene where she tries to be prim and proper when she's at a horse race and just breaks because she's like oh come on! You're a twat or something i don't know what she said but it's very funny and also the message of the movie is um not to change people that uh, people it's just fine who cares
1: <laughs> um, no. I, I, I mean I've it. Seen it, but I, I, I saw it like years ago but i <laughs> i remember when i was a kid watching it i was i don't even remember how old i was a little girl And I have this weird thing where if I watch a British movie, I will pick up a British accent. It's accidental, happens. But this was the first time that I like, I didn't not intentionally, but like I started singing—not singing along, but like saying along to it. So you know when Doolittle is talking to her, and she's mm -hmm. like, "The rain in Spain falls mainly in the plane. I kept which I I
0: I I heard that song sung. In so many different contexts, and I had no idea where it was from for years. Well, it's not not the song, but when she just when she kept saying it over and over again,
1: and so I was at some point I was just like talking like I, I was watching, and I remember sitting on the couch, repeating it, and my sister was like, "No, no,", I like, no. she's like, "You are walking around this house with a British accent for the next week. Knock it off." uh someone was like saying it out loud with her and like trying to get the proper accent she was like stop it
0: that's just funny i did the same thing um someone asked if i was american because i had been watching a ton of american shows and i picked up on the on the american accent and i'm like i don't want to sound american so i started watching a ton of british shows to pick up on that accent instead interesting so yeah that was fun so yeah, okay. I, I, I do the same thing, it's very funny. Alrighty. Uh, cats Don't Dance. Uh, it's an animated Warner Brothers show, uh, movie about cats uh, that is uh, basically Zootopia if they were actors and there was humans in it. So there's this little girl, she's about eight and she's the villain she's hilarious it's one of the funniest villains you have some great dancing it's basically exactly what i wanted cats to be and as soon as i saw cats i saw this movie again i'm like this is how you animate cats by making them sort of humanoid
1: hmm. yeah the funny thing about cats is because it's been a musical on broadway for like 100 years right and oh. um i remember going like i heard about it and i was like well what's it about every single time i've asked this question this is the answer i'm like well, what's cats about and they're like well cats i'm like yeah i know but what's the story and they're like well it's just about cats i'm like what and every single time i'm like what's it about? nobody can really explain what it's about and now it's not about
0: anything it's not about (laughs) anything it's about a series of introductions (laughs) the
1: um has said like no this is this is what it is it just it's okay apparently if you see it live because you're not expecting a plot and i'm like nope nope i can't do that Mm -mm." Because I don't care if I'm listening to you recite a cereal box. I expect there to be a story. Give it a story. Just pretend. Yeah. But there isn't one. Apparently, in the musical, there is no story. It's literally just a bunch of cat introductions. And then the only storyline there is is that they want to die.
0: And it's like, what? I can't believe that that's the plot. I can't believe the plot is that they want to die. Anyway, cast Stone Dance um, is about this cat who wants to be an actor. But they, like, the only parts for animals are the, like, you don't get lead if you're an animal because then cats might happen. And so, so... Are you sure that that cat wants to be an actor and not die and get sent up in an air balloon? or in I a, like I um, to die when I saw that movie. <laughs> I am precise for those cats. Oh. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Oh, she's like, I want to die. And I'm like, I get it. I'm watching cats. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's got really great uh, singing and dancing. It's got a really funny plot. I can't emphasize enough. It's made for, like, ten-year-olds, so like, you might not like it, um, but it's got tons of references to old Hollywood. There's a cameo from King Kong, and in, like, the 1930s one, it's played by a guy in a suit. We get it, but in this, like, since they're all talking animals anyway, you have the gorilla, right, holding up a prop of the Empire State Building, so it's to scale. And he, they're gonna climb up it, and then it's like, "Hi, King Kong!" And it's like, and then the voice that comes out of King Kong is the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. Because you, oh. because you have this this um, giant King Kong, and it's just so camp, and it's just like, "Hello!" It's like uh, Robin Williams when he has the pie on his face
1: from Mrs. Doubtfire.
0: Yeah, from Mrs. Doubtfire, it's ve- it's very funny it's very quick and it's very funny and i love it
1: Loki dokie i feel like half of your list is going to be something it's going to be either animated and or aimed
0: at 10 year olds uh-huh yeah okay go ahead on the plus side the heart, on the plus side you're wrong though because those were the only two there's baddington 2 and there's um catstone dance and that's about it the rest are um more adult-centric, because I've already seen all the animated ones, so I wanted to see other ones.
1: Oh, so the rest are like gay parody or gay camp?
0: Uh, Well, one is. I saw The Uh, Love Witch. Yeah, but you've talked about this like nine times. Talk about something else. To you. Okay, but not on the podcast because The Love Witch, The Love Witch is great, right? It's made by a real witch. A real witch made it basically about herself and it's about her and um and it looks stupid it looks fantastic depending on how much you love camp yeah like i said stupid very campy very lovely i love it a lot and it's very funny
1: it looks camp. like it's it was made in the 60s but it wasn't but that's not the bad part because like who cares
0: by people from the 60s clearly
1: the bad part is it's stupid
0: you've only seen the trailer
1: and i need to see the movie first of all the trailer was like a miniaturized version of the movie and it's not just me that thinks that every comment that i saw and because i saw it on youtube every comment was like you basically just watch the movie they're like there's there's only just filler from that but it's pretty much the movie
0: and i'm like yeah that's
1: pretty much how the like the way the trailer was designed because this is like a 20 minute trailer it felt forever long But it was like a microcosm of the movie. It's like, here's a taste of the movie. Do you want to
0: see the whole thing? And I was like, no, I'm good. I don't need to have seen that. I love it. But that's just me. You loved it, though. So good. I love it so much. And it has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. So everyone agrees with me. Everyone. Yes, because Rotten Rotten Tomatoes. I don't care about Rotten Tomatoes. I'm just playing. The metrics by which we all agree. Especially <laughs> since it's the Love Witch, So the only people that re- bothered to review it were ones that, see- that um, were seeking it out. Exactly, because normal people like me have never heard of it, and for good reason. I love the Love Witch. You haven't seen it um, this is true? Probably all for of good this reason. But like, They're I all- don't care. I-, I can't emphasize enough how much I love camp and how much this works because I, I, also another thing is not only is it camp but like my my best friend basically throughout the entire year has been getting me to watch stuff about witches okay so essentially this is the only uh 2019 only year where i would have um watched love Witch. worked so well so here's the thing i don't hate camp
1: but camp to me has to be A storytelling device, but do you know the key part in a storytelling device? The
0: story. You gotta tell a story. So, (laughs) so, it's it's also the fact that like I'm a big character guy. I don't really storytelling. It's got it's all about the story you're telling. I I don't care about story as long as the characters are good. If the characters are bad, the story's bad.
1: Just by going by the 40 minute trailer, and each time I say it, it's going to get longer, <laughs> just by going by this stupid trailer, the story is she's a crazy bitch who can't, because she's a crazy bitch, no dude loves her. So she wants to, she casts spells on dudes and then they end up dying because she overdid the potion, but she can't get herself to admit that she overdid the potion. So she's blaming the dudes. So then she just keeps going on to the next dude. And it seems like either she's conflating sex with love or they're conflating sex with love. I think she's conflating sex with love. And then the men, but like the potion doesn't get them to sleep with her. It gets them to actually fall in love with her. And they share their emotions. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing that for? And then she just like breaks out. And then shortly after, like after they share all of their emotions, then they die. And then she's like, gotta marry another one. And then she goes after another dude. And I'm just like, okay
0: no that's essentially the entire plot you're right yeah (laughs) that is exactly what happens there's also um there's there's like character stuff and there's great visuals if you like camp stuff but yeah that's the whole plot yeah except the potion doesn't kill them she does because she wants them to be masculine and
1: so once they basically once they tell all of their once they get all mushy on her and get and do the emotional part of love, not just the sex part,
0: then she, like, gets turned off and kills them. Yep, that's essentially it. Um, I love this movie. I can't emphasize enough how much I love it, and, like, seven of you are also going to love it, so, like, have fun. Yeah, all seven of you. And I'm sorry for the other 20 of you that have to go through it to find out that you're not one of those seven. Oh, trust me, if you you watch the trailer, this trailer is very honest. If you see the trailer and you're like, that looks like shit, you won't like it so basically you're either me or you're daniel exactly. they have at it one of those two options i would feel sorry for you either way <laughs>
1: right the trailer's on youtube so if you watch the trailer and you're like me save yourself you'll have only invested about 50 minutes of your life watching the stupid ass trailer when you're done just be like fuck that i'm following jackie's advice however if you watch it and you have the daniel reaction because it is a love or hate thing nobody looks at this and goes meh Looks fine. No. You either watch it and you're like, what kind of shit is this? Or you watch it and you're like, oh my god, I love it. So if you have that response, then you know, welcome to the Daniel camp and so literally it's a,
0: good, it's a good place to be. We have cookies. Oh for fuck's sake. Uh right. that's my Next. that's my number four. Uh, I love it. Also, we also say what the fuck is this, but in a slightly more positive way. Uh-huh. Uh, so my number three is Alien. The um the alien, like <clears throat> the Cameron alien? From yeah, like 19- yeah. Um, I was gonna watch it at the beginning of the year, but then I saw on uh, my cinema schedule that it was gonna come out in like June or whatever. So I waited. Can I say
1: it's hilarious that you accidentally pronounce an R at the end of every A word. It's just funny to me.
0: What alien? No, this no is alien it, This is why I call. This is why I call it Letterboxd. I can't be asked to pronounce stuff correctly. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Go ahead. Alien, Alien is a great movie, but it's, it's so much, it's so much better when it's uh, on the big screen. And I waited to see it for the first time on the big screen, and it's so good because it's horror. So they play like with visuals and sound, and the way, and just being in a cinema watching Alien for the first time works so well. You know, as a quick aside, I
1: have often wondered about that with your journey into cinema, like how things are going to be different for you than they were for me. Because a majority of these movies I saw for the first time on the big screen, in the theater, in, in the in the cinematic experience, right? But a lot of these you're seeing, you know, you, you get the DVD or you rent it on YouTube or on your computer or something. So I'm like that that really does diminish your experience. Fun fact, this is one of the times when we are reversed. I did not see this movie in cinemas mainly because I wasn't born yet. That will do it. Um, yeah, that'll that'll do it. Um, I first saw this movie. This is uh this is my first ever horror movie. Ooh, I, was I was a teenager when I saw it. I was at my aunt's house and it was on TV, on like regular TV. And um It might not have been regular TV. It might have been HBO. I don't know. Point is, we watched it on TV. And I was okay. So I I had been terrified of watching horror movies up to this point because I thought, well, the whole point of horror is to scare you, right? Who wants to be scared? It's like, I'm not the person to ride the stupid rides at like Disneyland or Six Flags or not at Farm because I'm like, I don't want, like, when you get on like the roller coasters and stuff, like, the point is for you to be scared and then like feel the thrill of that. And I'm like, fuck that. I don't want to, I don't want to be scared. What's wrong with you people? So I never mm-hmm. watched horror before that. Cause I was like, what the fuck would I want to be scared? Um, but then I was at my aunt's house and I was like, well, okay. I'm around a lot of people and we're watching this on TV. So it's going to be like, it's going to be diminished. So it's not going to be like the big horror fest that it's supposed to be. So I'll give this a chance. If it's too scary, then I'll leave. And it was the first film wherein I realized that horror isn't actually scary. Horror, horror is doesn't more to
0: be scary. <clears throat> um it's like No, I mean horror isn't scary.
1: I've never seen a horror film that legitimately scared me. Um I've seen thrillers that stay with you, but actual horror movies like the most a horror movie does is a jump
0: scare. Um, well, horror, and there's a fun the fact. Be, the, best horror, the, the best horror that I like, the one that stays with me, that makes me scared, is like psychological thrillers. Um, exactly. As okay. horror. Like,
1: thrillers that, can stay with you. But actual horror movies aren't scary. Um, and uh, there's a fun fact that if you turn off the music, you'll, experience, you'll feel almost nothing if you watch a horror movie. Because like even a jump scare won't scare you. A lot of what makes things I hate jump scares, so-called so. scary... In horror films is the music. There's the crescendo or the, like, the quiet, like, trying to lull you into a safe space. But you know, like, that, like, that, like you know something's going on. The music is amping you. The music is preparing you, like, try, just, it's okay. Be calm, be calm. And you're like, no, I know something's happening. It's, it's that. It's just like with Star Wars. Like, honestly, even though Star Wars is a good story, half of what makes any Star Wars movie worth a damn is John Williams' score. The reason why Darth Vader is so intimidating is because of the dun, dun 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 dun. If without that, he's just a dude walking into a room in a scary cape.
0: I, well, not even a scary cape. <laughs> well, just Let's a cool cape. If, if that a- movie had any other uh, music, like he wouldn't be scary. the The thing is that that's that's all well and good, but like, yeah, I don't. That's not a problem. That's design i'm just saying because a lot of people don't know don't
1: realize that that it's all about the music because and that is by the way like it's the interesting thing to, about cinema to me is when everything is working right you don't know why it works you just know that it works but if anything if there's a misstep in any ingredient you can immediately be like oh the sound score is terrible or like the lighting didn't work or what have you or like why like why is there a boom in the shot why is this happening yeah. but if everything works why perfectly you don't then you just think oh my gosh Darth Vader is menacing and you don't realize it's the score that told you that Darth Vader is menacing and it's the visuals and the lighting and the fact that he shot from an angle that makes him tower above everyone else and because i mean if you think about it if you got rid of all that and you just had somebody like put their fingers together and then another person mine being force choked that would be the most boring looking shit ever but you need all of that to be like (gasps) he's killing him you know
0: (laughs) yeah it's um again i think that's fine and also i find that horror isn't designed to scare you in the same way that like your life things can scare people, but it's designed to experience the feeling of being scared from safety.
1: Yeah, I don't like that either. I'm, just, I'm not a big fan of horror movies, but I will watch, again, it's just, I mean, it's a motif, but um, I will watch a good movie that happens to have horror elements, like, that happens to be a horror movie, like Aliens. *Alien* is a good movie it just happens to be in the horror genre but it's a good movie
0: mm-hmm. so i, I do I there are some movies. of and and one of the things that horror it is is it's easy and cheap so um, cheap. but it's not easy to do well so there's it's not, it's not easy movies. to do well and it's not cheap because like Cameron tends to be on Uh, the stuff like stuff like this can uh like Alien is expensive to make but you can make horror movies cheap that's what Blumhouse's entire premise is
1: true but Blumhouse also doesn't necessarily make good horror movies you've made like three out of 40.
0: I'm, (laughs) I'm just I'm just saying that the reason that there's tons of bad horror movies is because they're they can be cheap and easy to make oh no, we, we got a movie about Facebook. It's an evil movie about Facebook and they unfriended it and now there's a ghost on Facebook. Oh no, be scared. I'm like, fuck you. That's stupid. Actually, the, I actually saw Unfriended
1: and it wasn't terrible. It looks the like poster. the tra- makes it look... It's just like the movie Crawl where like, the trailer makes it look like, oh, this is carbon copy. It's going to be stupid. And you're like, yeah, actually, it was a pretty good movie. Um, unfriended? Really I didn't think Unfriended was a good movie, but it wasn't a
0: bad movie. I never saw it, so I'll take your word for it. But okay. I, if you want to see Unfriended, it's, see it on your laptop. <laughs> no, I saw it in the theater because that's, that's how I am. But, like, but, uh, but it might seems, make it usually, an usually extra layer. Yeah, usually I wouldn't say see it on your computer or your laptop um, for like movies <laughs> you see for the first time. But for Unfriended specifically, it's all taking place on Facebook, right? No, it doesn't all take... But you know what movie
1: does take place entirely on the computer that would probably enhance your experience if you were watching it on a laptop? What
0: one? Searching. Oh, I mean, That to see searching.
1: That one... In t- that's a, it's a good movie, and it does entirely take place on a laptop. The entire movie is shot from camera angles, from either a phone, or a, it either takes place in a phone, where, like, you're, you're scrolling through, or it's on the computer um anytime you see someone that is not in a computer like you you'll also like at points you watch home movies like that are being played on the computer um anytime you see something in real life you're seeing it from it's almost like found footage but instead of found footage it's like laptop footage if you can say that um and the uh-huh. entire movie was like that i had no idea that that was the premise of it until i saw it but it worked it's a gimmick, but see, again, this is what I, what I was saying earlier. Like, I don't care what gimmick you use to tell a story as long as you tell a good story. Searching is a good story that they use a gimmick of the laptop to tell, and they do it well. And when you watch searching, there's actually a movie within the movie. There's a story, not a movie within the movie. There's a story within the story. So there's the main story that's going on, but then there's another story happening in the background. Mm-hmm. um my boy um from a to z he or what is he i don't think he did it, did he, do it on a to z? he either did it on a to z or he did it on um on the other one which i can't think of right now the one where he's like oh do you ever watch that by the way he's on youtube you do you know who i'm talking about no uh, oh man um he's he has two channels one is from a to z and then the other channel is um is oh crap the other channel is the one that's more popular and for some reason i can't think of it but every every time he starts starts it starts out listen let me explain oh i love that guy yeah so a to z channel sorry that guy he used to say that it was his twin it's him but um (laughs) his last thing entry that i can think of from a to z was searching because he loves searching um but he has an lme on He has a Let Me Explain on it. But every episode of... That's the name
0: of of his channel. It's Just Let Me Explain. uh,
1: Yeah, that's the name of the channel. Every episode starts out, listen. And then he starts telling you the story. And he does like a quick rundown of everything that happens. And then he like will quickly give his part and then it's out. So the the, the episodes are like six to ten minutes long. Um, But he did... But he had a longer format channel called A to Z where instead of it being a six to ten minute episode of like let me explain this movie real quick it was the whole movie from a to z and so these were like 20 minutes long or even longer
0: um let me explain now has 20 minute videos 15 to 20 minutes according to this yeah because depending he kind of absorbed into he absorbed a to z like i said searching was
1: the last entry he did for a to z a to Z was the longer format. And mm-hmm. Let Me Explain was like the quick. It could be also now he does multiple movies in um in one LME. He used to just do like a quick, like anywhere from anywhere from four to six minutes, and then it became six to ten minutes. And then when he got rid of um of A to Z, then he did longer Let Me Explains. And then he would start doing like three movies in one Let Me Explain. Cool. So, um, cause I remember he did like, and he did, I don't remember all three movies, but one movie was, um, little, he went for, he went from one movie to the next, to the next. And there was a, like a thing that tied them all together as to why he did all those movies. And then he just explained, you know, what he liked about them and then it ended. Um, but yeah, he used to have the longer format A to Z and on A to Z, I think the last one was searching, which was really good. I had already seen it in the theaters. Cause again, I watched the movie and then go watch the YouTube videos about it um and it was when you watch his a to z on searching you see that there's a movie within a movie which is pretty good which wait did searching come out in 2018 or 2019 it was Um, 2018 i don't know Eh. anywho okay so alien
0: what did you like about it Uh, i like the characters i love the um the atmosphere the atmosphere is what really sold it right being on the ship in the dark with um in the dark in a theater surround with surround sound and everything else it is so much better and I'm glad I waited to see this in the cinemas because I had the chance to watch it like last year, no not last year, fuck, no, 2018 alright, I was <laughs> going to watch it and then I heard from um, the cinema that they are going to have it uh, in 2019 so I decided to wait because I knew if any movie was going to be improved in a cinema it would be that one
1: uh-huh.
0: And so I saw it in cinemas and I think that it's my second favorite movie going experience of all time. Interesting. So what's your first favorite? I saw Princess Bride in, um, in cinemas. So there's oh, that. But my okay. favorite one was Cats because it was just the six of us shitting on a movie. Okay. Okay. But I saw Princess Bride in cinemas. That was fun. People were dressed up in, um, some people were dressed up in costumes uh i had um a shirt that said as you wish <laughs> uh, I it saw was it into, well a couple of years ago with friends
1: of mine um that's not my favorite movie going experience though i would say the top three you don't want to hear my top three because two of them you're gonna hate we're well, not gonna hate but you're matter. gonna be like, i don't oh, care
0: oh, well yeah I do <laughs> wanna, if it's pretty obvious i'll be like yeah that's pretty obvious but then you can just go ahead i don't care probably let me get let me guess, let me guess. Avengers okay. uh, Endgame or Infinity War then Avengers Endgame and then something to do with Star Wars
1: yes and no, you got All exactly
0: right. one of them sweet <laughs> <laughs> um, Avengers Endgame, duh um, <laughs> sometimes the I'll... obvious trust is obvious for a reason you love that movie it's an experience. It's an experience. Plus, again, I was in a theater
1: with a bunch of crazy people just like me who stayed up for three days to watch the to watch the entire MCU. And then we get like we get the the candy, the buffet of sweets at the end. It was beautiful. Anywho, um uh, game was one of them. Avengers, the Avengers, the first one. That's another one um and then the matrix the first time i saw the matrix in theaters blew my
0: mind nice It was. Um, ins- yeah. that sounds really fun i you know the um the funny thing about alien when i sat down and saw it is that people talked about i thought people had spoiled the whole thing because they they're like the alien dies i'm like oh that's pretty obvious uh <laughs> um, Ripley is the uh, last survivor I'm like that's pretty cool uh, but uh, no uh, Ripley and um, was the hero and they didn't ex- uh, people didn't expect that to happen or whatever and oh she was the last survivor I, I kind of forget but what I, di- what I don't expect is the little details like for example when we first see the alien they're responding to a distress call and the distress call is from these giant fuck off aliens that are like 20 feet tall or whatever right? And you see them, you see the humans, and they come up to their knees, and they're all dead. So you're like, oh, fuck, if these guys uh, all got killed by the alien, then, then the humans are going to be screwed. It's a great way, it's a great setup for, like, the entire plot. Mm-hmm. And I like that, um, so, to me, horror is great for, like, for, like, adding to other genres. Like a straight-up horror movie, I usually don't like, because again, I don't get scared by horror. it's fine, um, but like if that's your goal, I need something more than that. So to have this sci-fi story around it um, really helps and elevates it mm-hmm. um, and I, but I like how it builds tension and how these humans are massively outmatched. Thank you. Uh, and the atmosphere the atmosphere man really helps and i saw the trailer for it like years ago and it's my probably my favorite trailer i don't remember the trailer for that the trailer is great because it's just the egg starting to open up with the light like the, on the poster and then you get flashes and then you have the, the like the alarm sound and then the there's like flashes of images from the movie but it's mainly just the egg and it focuses on the egg with the light coming out of it and then just says alien and oh. i'm like that's a great trailer yeah
1: yeah the trailer came out before i did so
0: <laughs> <laughs> i like watching anyway. old trailers because they um unlike today they don't spoil anything except when they do uh cast away cast away you piece of shit trailer what the fuck's wrong with you i don't
1: remember the trailer for that I vaguely remember the movie for that because
0: I didn't like it. It was the first Tom Hanks movie that I hated. Um, The Castaway trailer shows him off the island. It shows him on like a plane. And the guy's like, how did he get off the island? I'm like, well, fuck you, I guess. I don't think I've seen Castaway because I saw the trailer.
1: Okay, I remember what you're talking about now. But I think the reason why it was okay is because before you see the movie – you don't know if that comes before he gets on the island or not.
0: No, but he says, How did you get off the island? Oh yeah. Okay. And never mind. That, yeah. that is dumb. Yeah, it's a shitty trailer. And I and I haven't seen Castaway because I saw the trailer and I'm like, I know he gets off the island intellectually, but you didn't have to show it. Fuck you.
1: Here's the deal. We could do an entire episode of just of just like tra the horror the worst trailers. Like oh trailers oh. that tell too much or um my like i don't like trailers that say too much but i hate trailers that <clears throat> there, there are two types of trailers i hate one is the ones that like basically tell the movie you know like the one for the love witch which is like hey do you like watching this do you want to watch it with more minutiae watch the movie like that why i've just seen it i've just I mean, seen the, the, lo- whole-
0: the love Witch works because like it's really weird uh imagery and as long as and does it, does it. yes yeah. it works you'll hate it i won't <laughs> exactly. i love it exactly. also, I, also, I didn't see the trailer until afterwards to be fair okay i saw fair. um someone i saw um someone analyze it uh in their show they analyzed the entire movie and i so i came in knowing exactly what was going to happen because oh. i wanted to know and plus, it wasn't available online, so I spent like forty dollars on the DVD. Oh hell no! See, Mm-mm. no, I wanted it was, so badly. It's so strange. The other
1: trailer type that I absolutely hate is the trailer that makes you think it's one thing, and then you see it, and it, the movie is nothing like the trailer misled you to believe. And they intentionally are misleading you because they know you're not going to go see it if you think that it, if you knew what it was about, you'd be like, "That's stupid." So the trailer's yeah. like, "Ooh, this is going to be good. Come watch this." Every Matt Damon movie lately, So Comm is the absolute worst. <laughs> this is the worst. We can get on the trailers later. Okay. We Let's have go more shit to try
0: to find out. I got two okay. more movies.
1: What other what other um
0: movies did you see last year that you would like to discuss? Um I saw a movie I saw a film called This is Not a Film. Oh, for fuck's sake. We, look, you may have heard of it, but <laughs> I haven't described it on the on the yeah. It's other people. I know, but I feel oh, like you constantly talk. Okay, so for people, it's because, because I've awkward. wanted to talk about on the trailer for eight, for on the podcast for ages, and I've never had a list that fits it.
1: Every
0: week, every week I hear about either this is not a film
1: or love which or both, that's which is why I'm like, oh, so. <laughs> so yes, but you like you're making it seem like oh, you haven't seen the gloriousness that is films that I know you're gonna hate. Like,
0: that's how he tells me this is not things. a. This is not a film. It's not one you're going to hate. It's an interesting documentary. Um, it's it's love definitely, uh, if, if any of the authorities are listening, it's definitely not directed by Jafar uh, Panahi. It's definitely not directed by him, and it definitely wasn't edited by him and then smuggled from a, into a film festival via a cake because the authorities banned him from making movies. Why um, did
1: authorities ban him from making movies, and how can an authority ban you from making movies?
0: Uh, he uh, lives in Iran and uh, he was protesting the government and he openly protested against um, the government. And so they're like, oh, well, fuck you. And so um, he was going to be arrested and sent to prison for like 40 years. And then the um, the UN was like, no, don't be assholes. And so they um, put him under house arrest for, I think, uh it's to, I think It was ten years. Yeah, it was. In it, um, they put him under house arrest for like ten years. Uh, and this is uh, the entire movie is him describing the movie that he isn't allowed to make, and he would have made if he was allowed to. Iran is great because they uh, the filmmaking uh, in from Iran is interesting, especially from Jafar, because. A lot of the authority around uh, the government around Jafar controls what kind of movies get made. So So people just stretch the definition of what a film even is. In this one, he's in his house just eating cereal. And because he's not allowed to be filming it, it's much more tense than someone eating cereal has any right to be. And then he's on the phone with his lawyer talking about him being under house arrest for protesting the government and how he's not allowed to make movies. And he was a very prolific filmmaker. Um, He still is, kind of. Because uh, even though he's banned from making movies for 20 years, and he was under house arrest for like 10, um, uh, which he's no longer under house arrest, but he's still banned from making movies. And this is the uh, first movie that he made uh, while being banned from making movies. Uh, And he's made two others since then. He made a movie called Taxi, which is him... Uh, using um uh, a dashboard cam in order to film people as he drove them around and then he edited that together to show how um to show life in iran and it's great because it's all real and he's weaving it together to tell um to tell the story of iran he made uh, his so this movie is him in his house explaining how uh, so um so he's, make, so he's making this movie, technically. Um, he's not making it, which is the point. He's not making this movie. It's his friend. His friend is the one making the movie. And if his friend sort of puts, holds a camera in his presence as he's just chatting about stuff, nothing in particular, just stuff, then that doesn't count as a movie. And it's all about him going through all these loopholes in order to try and make a movie and then put it on a USB stick and smuggle it into a film festival. In America, via in a cake, hmm. it's so okay. fucking good because it's it's a protest movie. Like if like if you saw it without any of that context, it's a boring movie because it's a guy sitting in his house. But since it's him protesting uh, film, uh, the way uh, the government is treating film and the way uh, Iran is treating its citizens, it's great. And it ends with him leaving his apartment because he's under house arrest, he's leaving his apartment holding the camera and going and seeing a riot outside because there was riots in Iran uh, that were happening. and you, ha- you see, you come from him being closed off from the world because he's under house arrest to going outside with a film camera and filming the protests outside. And that's how the movie ends. And I'm like, that's so cool. <clears throat> the entire movie is great because it's real. Huh. Interesting. Uh-huh. He's made um and this guy <clears throat> makes interesting movies. Like for example, the he made a movie called Taxi which, from when he wasn't under house arrest, which is um following which he sets up the camera to be like a dashboard camera and he fills the passengers there. Um okay. and when he was allowed to make movies, he made a movie called The Mirror, which is um about the way uh, women and girls are treated in Iran by following this girl as she's going home. <laughs> then, I, and he was going to show like her trying to get on a bus and how um, these simple tasks are terrible for women in Iran. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have to be escorted by, um, by their dad or their brother or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, He he was making a movie about that, and then the act, and then, and it's a a fine movie, but then the actress quit. The actress quit the movie halfway through the, um, like, a weekend, because um, she's, she's like nine and didn't like it, and her aunt was there, and he's like, and then um, Jafar like... To go, went to realize that she was still might. So, with the permission of her aunt, who was there, they just sort of followed her home, and so it showed how hard it was for um, for her to be uh, a woman in Iran and try and doing the simple task of just getting home and following all the sexism around that, around her. But also because she quit. And he went guerrilla style to try and get the movie done. It feels more real because it is. That's his genius. He's my favorite director of the decade. But like he, most of his movies didn't Ta- come out this decade. Well, yeah, because Takahata's movies actually came out this decade. Like, like this one was made in '97. He has got two that came out this. One that he he had one. This is not a film came out in 2011, and the other one came out in 2015. But most of his movies came out before this decade started. But, like, he's great, and more people need to see his movies. But they're really hard to find in Australia. It's probably super easy for you, because you're an American, you have everything. (laughs) Wow, painting with a broad brush. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Not really. Remember, there was that Australian film that you wanted me to look up, and the U.S.
0: was like, what's Australia? that's because that's because like the one australian film i asked you to uh, um look up is an indie movie made produced by my aunt and was distributed in australia so that's literally the like the worst kind of circumstances i just thought Mm -hmm. you might get lucky Mm -mm. apparently not a single copy left australia nope i i doubted it um there's another one, and I asked her about it, there's another one she did, and I'm like, do you have that one? Because it sounds really interesting. She's like, no, I don't think anyone has it. So she produced another movie that like, no one has anymore because it aired on TV once or something. Huh. So that's annoying. I want, I want to see both of her movies. <laughs> but I can't talk Alrighty. about her movie because she's related to me. I mean, you could. Yeah, but what if you I don't like talk it? About it. If, I, if I like it, no one will trust that I'm not biased because I'm, I'm biased. And if I don't like it, then that's going to make Christmas awkward.
1: <laughs> okay. So then for your sake, don't talk about it. But see, I would have, I have no kind of qualms about that. I'm just like, oh, yeah, well,
0: made a shit film. But
1: <laughs> I, I, on the other me. hand,
0: like my aunt. And, if I, and well, whether, or not, whether or not I like her movie is irrelevant to um, the fact that I like her cooking and I don't want her to burn anything on purpose. <laughs> okay um yeah different family <laughs> dynamics um okay so what's your next film Um uh, my final film the best movie that i saw this year is orson welles movie called f for fake okay uh this is not his last movie because technically his last movie was um well technically his last movie was in 2019 so thank you netflix for having me um not say that his last movie was trans fucking formers Thank you for that. Orson Welles. Orson Welles was a voice. Was the voice of um, the planet that ate the Transformers. What? Yeah, in like uh, <laughs> nine in the cartoon one in like the eighties. I don't believe that at all. Look it up.
1: He died in nineteen eighty-five. There's no way his last movie came out like last year.
0: Well, the one that came out last year is called The Other Side of the Wind. Transformers. Um, the the other side of the wind was his um, last movie because it was shelved for like years because um, of legal troubles oh, okay. that it had, and then um, they finished it and then released it. It was my number one of the year, I think. It was definitely on my top ten list. Oh, was it? Uh, it wasn't. It did not have been it, that though. good then. That oh, well. In that case, <laughs> the other side of the wind is a great movie. It was directed by Austin Wells in like the eighties, and then shelved for years, and it wasn't finished and released until two thousand and nineteen. Uh, it was uh, interesting, but like I liked others better. But it, yeah, his but he was also in Transformers. I'm looking that up right now. Not that
1: I don't believe you; it's just that I don't believe you.
0: That's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so F for Fake is um he's making a documentary a documentary with air quotes about um about filmmaking and the art of filmmaking and he's like everything i say from now uh from like for everything that i say for uh the next hour will be truthful and then like an hour and but the movie's an hour and um how long is it the movie is 89 minutes so he's like for the next hour uh I'll say everything completely honestly. And then for the next hour, he says something truthful. And then he just makes up this story about this, uh, about this woman that he knew. And it's his wife, but he makes up a new story about her. And it's like, that was an hour and 10 minutes ago, et cetera. So for that story is a complete hogwash. And it shows um, that movies lie and, and the art of filmmaking is the art of lying. Indeed okay he's he's a fucking phenomenal director i've seen a lot of his movies not transformers um but i saw like other ones that he did okay Um, so
1: i this up and technically the last thing he did was an evening with orson welles the golden honeymoon he was a narrator um the last movie he played in was someone to love he played danny's friend in 1987 Yes, he was in Transformers the movie in 1986, but that would not have been his last
0: thing. Good <laughs> for him. We don't, we don't want would've... Transformers to be his last thing.
1: Technically, his last thing was Someone to Love as Danny's friend.
0: Works for me. At least it wasn't Transformers. Mm-hmm. Having not seen it, it looks really dumb. But okay, to
1: to that to that point. It's not the transform like when you say Transformers I think of the Michael Bay universe. This is like the 1980s cartoon Transformers. So it's not like you know how I'm like animation is not a movie it's it's technically Transformers the movie but it's it's the 1980s cartoon for like 90 minutes.
0: Look, I as much as I'm like tra- animation is a movie I'm not going to fight you on fucking Transformers. That shit's a toy commercial.
1: It's okay, first of all, you were not born in the seventies and you did not grow up watching the eighties version of the Transformers, which was awesome. That's and second a- of all a second of all, I still don't think that it, that animation is a movie. I think it's just an extended cartoon, which is why to me, even though technically it's Transformers the movie, I don't count it as a movie. It's just a longer cartoon. So um so yeah. So in my mind, either way, it's not his last, but it, it still wouldn't be his last because he did, like, three movies after that.
0: Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, those are, Trans- those are the best movies I saw this year. Holy shit, Leonard Nimoy
1: was in this. I really have to check this out. I have a feeling I've already seen it, but I was a kid and didn't realize, like, who any of these people were. Peter Cullen is in this. Yeah, I got to check this out. Um, uh, yeah, I have a feeling that I saw it as a kid, and was just like, oh, Transformers! And then thought it was awesome. But, um, dude, Eric Idle is in it. Um, what?
0: The, There's some uh, big names uh, Nem- My favorite cameo is... Um, not Lennon, you uh Lennon Moulton. Fuck. Uh, Lennon Moulton was, uh, was, uh, did a review for Gremlins and he said that it was terrible. And so for Gremlins 2, they're like, hey, do you want a cameo? And he's like, sure, I don't care. So he had a cameo uh, in in gremlins 2 where they murder him as he's reviewing their movie
1: yeah probably for the best okay so the trivia is this was the final film that he he filmed (coughs) Mm -hmm. so it's not the final film released from him but it is the final it is technically his final film
0: yeah it's the final film he made i the the one that i was talking about he filmed like earlier but like it never got released and there's a there's a cut there's a documentary that came with it that explained how much everyone hated Orson Wells in the industry? Oh yeah, everybody hated him. Well, I mean, he was an auteur. Nobody likes them because
1: yeah. he was a bit of a dick. But he did it. He did it well. Okay. So, oh, for fuck's sake! Well, oh, I just spilled water all over my. Oh no! I like so, okay. as we go, I write down what we say so that I can make the um, I can make the posts for social uh-huh. media and I just spilled water all over everything you just said.
0: No! <laughs> it's all nonsense anyway, yeah. so come on. <laughs> okay, so is, F, is not a, are F for Fake your final film? Uh, yeah, it's on my top ten. Uh, it's, it's my favorite movie that I saw this year. I think it's brilliant. I have bad movies <laughs> I saw this year. I need more <laughs> coffee. <laughs> <coughs> oh... The best movie I saw this year was Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, I've seen two. What was the other one? I forget. Was it Cats? It wasn't Cats.
1: I saw that last. So, what was the second movie? I'm curious.
0: Um, two. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What did I I see thus far this? What did I see thus far this year? It doesn't (laughs) matter what did you see last year. We can go through bad movies after you do your best ones.
1: Okay. Um, well, I'm. I didn't separate mine like you did. You did like a top ten. I literally, as you were talking, just scrolled through AMC and Regal and went. I saw that we didn't talk about that. I saw that we didn't talk about that. So it was just a list of movies that I saw that we didn't talk about. Eh, Fair enough. That's my list. It's not like there's no arrangement.
0: There's no like this is the best and this is the worst. It's just these are things. I definitely these are movies. want you to um to change now. <laughs> You we did start this with I'm the person who never did homework in college, Uh-huh. so and I'm the one that has a tab with all my stats up because I got Letterboxd yeah. specifically because I didn't want to make another spreadsheet. Like I had um, I, grew up, I grew up checking all my movies and just making having hundreds of spreadsheets and then th- and then I discovered this side. I'm like, oh, thank God for that. Yeah,
1: I can't remember the last time I logged into Letterboxd and I never like update it. So it's, according to Letterboxd, I think I've only watched like maybe, probably maybe 50 more movies than you. And we all know that's nowhere close to
0: accurate. That's definitely
1: so, true. Yeah. So um, because I just, I never, I never think about it. I don't, I don't know. I just don't. And then I'll just sit there for like, What'll happen is, like, one day for, like, an hour, I'll just go through and be like, oh, I've seen this. I've seen this. I've seen this. And that's how I get, like, all the entries. I don't go, like, I'm not like you. I don't go to the movies and then come home and go on there. I don't ever think about that site until someone like you is like, hey, here's a list. And then I'm like, oh. And then, so like, most of the time I just look at your list and I'm like, all right, whatever, fuck off. And then sometimes <laughs> I'll be like, thanks.
0: I should pretty sure appreciate it.
1: No, I mean like I don't go on the site like for as me. I just look at your list and then like I'm done.
0: But okay, then there are times... so you're not telling me to fuck off, just the site.
1: No, just I just fuck off is what I'm saying. Like okay. I, I look at your list. That's like, a lot better. Like, like, like for example, you gave me your Christmas movies. I was motivated to go on there because I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like you gave me your list of Christmas movies, and it was just like it was like four good ones and then just like a litany of shit. And I was like, "What that mm-hmm. no." So I was motivated to go in there to give you a decent list, which you promptly was like, you know, fuck off. I'm gonna
0: watch the movies I want to watch anyway. So <laughs> that's true. I do like watching terrible Christmas movies. Anyway, what's yeah. on your what was the best movies you saw this year? Are these all from 2019? Okay, so yeah, again, unlike you, these aren't best or worst. They're just they're
1: movies that I saw in 2019 that we didn't talk about on the podcast. Okay. There's only 30. Um. Okay. So. <laughs> Um, no, I'm just going to mention some and then I'll, you know, if you have any questions then I'll get into the plot but, uh, yeah um, so the obvious one Star Wars Rise of Skywalker um, okay. I did not see it opening weekend I knew I wasn't going to see it opening weekend I, I intentionally didn't see it opening weekend because um, of people no, I love going to the movies the opening weekend, that's my jam Thursday my night because
0: people- the Star Wars fans are horrible technically
1: I am one of them. Thank you very much. Um, no, I like Thursday night. Like I I was fun fact before I joined the podcast, I was considering doing either a podcast or a YouTube channel. And, um, if it was a podcast, I was going to call it something about Thursday nights, like the Thursday night movie club or something like that. Because for me, because in the U S so movies are technically released on Friday, but they're actually released on Thursday now. So, like, even when you look at this, thing, it'll say whatever the Friday is, but then you can always see it on Thursday. And then okay. Wednesday movies, like, there are Wednesday release movies, which are, they're not as frequent. Um, usually, that's, like, comedies in the summer or something. Now, you can see those on Tuesday. So, movies have kind of, like, and they do this to beat the box office. It used to be the box office was Friday to Sunday, and you didn't know the numbers until Monday. Now the box office is Thursday to Saturday, and you can get the numbers on Sunday. Okay. <clears throat> so um, so Thursday, the Thursday night crowd, that's, they're my homies. I'm one of them. Um, I love watching movies. With, that's, that's the thing. That's what made the movie experiences so awesome. When you can watch The Avengers, with, which, again, I, I saw it in a, in a marathon. Um, but if you can watch a movie with your crowd – like we all are here to see this movie because we love this genre of film or this particular series or what have you. When you can see it with your people, it's like being home. It's like, I mean,
0: it's, it's like, that's your family. That's where you, that's where you fit in. For me. Kevin Smith described that when he, he's got his uh, movie on a roadshow tour. And he's like, it's like going to church when you're both the uh, the pastor and Jesus. Exactly that's exactly what it's like for me because like for other people,
1: like they talk about their family and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. My family sucks. I don't, I don't give a damn. <laughs> so Everybody's like, Oh, I want to go like be with my family. I'm like, I want to be alone. I wanna be with my family. So, but for me, seeing a movie in the theater with other movie people, people who specifically want to watch this film and go on this adventure with you, that's my family. That's home. And so I love that. So no, it's not that I didn't see Star Wars um, in theaters opening weekend because of that. I intentionally didn't see it opening weekend for other reasons, which I won't get into now. <laughs> but,
0: okay. um, All that yeah, build up. Let's just say,
1: let, you, let's just say I wasn't... To the, that too. Um, but mainly because I didn't... I really didn't like episode eight. I wasn't...
0: When you I saw episode, of episode 8, holy shit, if only we had a Star Wars month where you could constantly talk about that. Um, did you listen to the
1: Star Wars month? Because you, the Star Wars month was about you discovering Star Wars. Yeah. I, I said insane. very little about Star Wars. It was,
0: very, it was mainly very, you,
1: it was mainly you just constantly getting in sexy space pirate as much as you could. Look, he's a sexy space pirate. See? That's what's that Star Wars month was really just an excuse for you to repeatedly say "sexy space pirate" and then for you to rant about how much you hated the prequels.
0: The prequels suck oh, so hard. Do you see what's what I mean? That was that Skywalker? was it. Um, Did you end up liking Rise the Skywalker though? Oh, you? Yes and no. Okay.
1: Um, I had a, a somewhat unique experience about it. About it in that before I went to see it, I listened fully in all of the leaks. And it turns out the leaks were accurate. Um, all of the leaks, well, not all, they, there was one main series of leaks, which basically told you the entire movie from beginning to end. And hearing the leaks, I was like, this is going to suck. This is stupid. I don't want to see this. This is terrible. But then so many people who had the same thought process I did with The, the Last Jedi. So here's the thing. Um, I didn't really go into this in during Star Wars month, so I will do it now. Um, just really quick. When I saw The Last Jedi, I my if you want to know my reaction, watch Jeremy Johns. He has two videos on... Um, he has one video on The Last Jedi, and then he has another one later where he talks about like the state of Star Wars. And that's exactly what happened to me. When I first saw The Last Jedi, I walked out of it the same way I did Interstellar and Age of Ultron. And that is... It, at the time, you don't know... Like when I walked out you're you feeling when people are like, Was it good? And like, how was it? And you're like, I don't know. Like you just cause you can't say it was bad, but you can't say it was good because you can't quite put your finger on it. You're like, I don't know, there's something I have to say it again. And so but you wanna err on the side of good. So at first you're like, Yeah, sure it was good. And so you're like, Yeah, but it's like a very tentative good, like, yeah, it was good. And then but you can't put your finger on on what you actually feel. <laughs> you're like, I don't know why. I don't don't know why I can't just say it was awesome. But I also don't know why I can't say it sucked. It's just like it's in this gray area, right? But you definitely, Uh you feel something, you just don't know what. And I I felt that way with Age of Ultron. I felt, but with Age of Ultron, again, because I am who I am, I saw it at the end of a a marathon. That was the longest one to that point. Um, It was 11 movies. (sighs) And like two days in the theater. And I thought it was just sheer exhaustion. I was like, oh, I was just, I was too tired. But then after seeing Endgame, I was like, no, that movie sucked. Like it's just, the Age of Ultron wasn't good. And that's why I felt that way. Because again, with Interstellar and with this one, after the first viewing, you're like, and I can't, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. And then after the second viewing, you're like, okay, these are the parts I liked and these are the parts I didn't like. And the parts you like, you realize like the more you think about it, the more you ruminate on it, the more it really, it stews, the more you realize the parts that you liked are more aesthetic, they're visual, they're scale, they're scope, they're, they're the part of filmmaking that has anything to do, that has everything to do with filmmaking that doesn't have to do with the story. And the parts you didn't like had to do with story. So it was actually The Last Jedi that made me realize, It was it's, the, it's Interstellar and The Last Jedi that made me realize I'm all about story. Because if the story's not there, all the rest of it is just a beautiful disguise. And I call them beautiful disasters.
0: That's they're, how I feel about most, um, most movies these days. If you're basically competent, you can make it look good. Like um, uh, there's a movie called Strange Magic and it's made by George Lucas. Uh, cause, and he called it Star Wars for girls. And I'm like, this? Oh, no. Um, and there was this review... <laughs> there's a, there's this review of it i didn't see it because what well, fuck would i see it uh but there's this review where she went into it so hard and her basic one is like um this movie proves that you that making uh animated movies look good is so easy that it can be done by a meth head in a drug dealer's basement okay she hated that movie uh- she went into that movie with sock puppets She's like, here's exactly why it sucks. And then she used sock puppets to describe what the plot was. And it wasn't good. It was her worst movie of the year. And I'm like, I'm not watching this. But at the same time, I don't think, because I don't think it's the kind of interesting bad that I like. I think she just went into it really and was really funny. So I watched her review about five times. But like that movie sounds really boring. You're like I'm
1: not going to watch the movie. I'm just going to watch your review of the movie enough times to make it the length of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, so after seeing it the second time, I was like I I just went like okay, this is what I like like the visuals, the acting, the the score, all of it was beautiful, and especially that scene where the um where the, we call it the Holdo maneuver now, where Holdo goes through um she so goes in the hyperspace through snoke's ship and like all of this like everything stops and everything is quiet and then you just see it go go straight through and it was like that was amazing and but then if you think about it you're like that made no damn sense and it was really stupid but if you look like just the experience of watching it was like wow and then your brain clicks on and you're like that didn't make any damn sense like that that just
0: made this exact thing thing (laughs) happened with crimes that (laughs) <laughs> like all the harry potter fans were like, uh, came out of it and we're like this is great and like we're back at hogwarts and uh tube law is playing dumbledore it's awesome what's the movie about oh fuck i don't know Some <laughs> shit. something shitty something shitty <laughs> i love it something shitty uh. <laughs> and and like you know how you're a story person i'm a um a character person in crimes of grindelwald the characters sucked um, so neither of us were happy. I was,
1: I didn't mind crimes over on the wall because it was okay. It was, eh, it was all right. I,
0: uh, I guess that like when you're investing your, uh, a lot big chunk of your entertainment, uh, into Harry Potter and you have an, it's all right movie. You're like, no, fuck you. Make it great. Like the books. Yeah. We'll see with you.
1: You have, you're contrasting versus the store, the, um, versus, like canon i don't know canon i barely remember the eight harry potter movies i saw before so it, the, i'm like yeah, whatever it's fine <laughs> like, it's okay sure um, it but with, good um that's the main thing after after really looking into the last jedi and realizing ah this is what i didn't like about it and everything i didn't like about it had to do with story i was like you know it would like when you think about it it's not actually a good movie and when you break down the story you're like that's really stupid like it's it's dumb, and then um and then like the more you think about it, the more disappointing you disappointed you are, and then you realize like no nah, yeah this not movie not only breaks canon it actually ruins the canon that came before it, including the holy OT I'll just call it that, um <laughs> including the OT and you're like what the fuck because like if the things that happen in this movie can happen then why didn't that and like you go back and you're like yeah that doesn't like no stop it stop breaking canon and so. So yeah, Um, and then when last when when I heard of when I heard the plot of Rise of Skywalker, there's some more of that. There's some more canon-breaking stuff, and I'm like, why? Why are you trying to ruin the OT? And then (laughs) other things, but it was like that wasn't that big a deal because it was just like little. Well, not really. It kind of is, but whatever. We're gonna go on. We're gonna move on. (laughs) Can we please move on? You've got other movies, right? so what basically what happened was i got my rage hate out on rise of skywalker before i went to see it Mm -hmm. and um and then i finally at first i just wasn't gonna see it because i thought it sounded so stupid but then enough people were like oh it feels like star wars and if you didn't like the last jedi you'll probably like this and i was like but why like why because i knew what happened and i'm like what would make me like why would that be okay because of the things that happen in rise of skywalker and then one day i was curious enough i was like fuck it i'm gonna watch it so i went and watched it and i understand exactly why everybody said what they said it does feel like star wars of all of the non-ot movies including the prequels including the sequels this movie feels the most like a star wars movie if you're if you're canon of Star Wars is the original trilogy, then Rise of Skywalker feels the most like a Star Wars movie. So I get it. Um, I get that. And then um, I still thought all of the decisions made that I thought sucked when I heard the leaks. Like, yeah, they were still stupid. But I was I saw it coming, so I wasn't surprised. Um, so knowing the plot of this movie made it a better experience because I wasn't angry when I saw it. Like, I got all the rage anger out. And I was just able to just sit back and be like, all right, well, that's a thing that happened. Um, but I have to admit, had I not heard any of the leaks, had I gone into this trailer blind like I normally do? Like I went into Endgame trailer blind. I wanted, when I saw Infinity War, I was like, I don't even, we don't need a trailer. We're all coming back. Just release it. We're all going to show up. <laughs> and, um, so I went into Endgame knowing absolutely nothing. And I loved it. I went into uh-huh. Rise of Skywalker knowing every last frame that happens. And I was like, yeah, it was okay. And I have to admit that if I went into this trailer blind, I would have hated it. So really? I get why some people love it. I mean, I get why some people hate it. Um, I, don't, I haven't I just, seen anybody I mean, who. That I, what, that I it? think I would have hated it? If okay. I had seen it trailer blind, I would have hated it okay. because I would have been pissed. There are you so many decisions that,
0: that happen. You don't know
1: anyone that hates it? That, oh, no, I do know people that, hates, that hate it. I don't know anyone that loves it. Um, oh. I know people who – so there are fans that – there are Star Wars fans that like, I'm not going to see it. I don't care. And then there are Star Which Wars fans enough. that went in to see it. So here's the deal. You've got – so the the fandom is broken, right? You've got right. the the people who love The Last Jedi and the people who hate The Last Jedi. The people who love The Last Jedi hate Rise of Skywalker. Uh, A majority of them not all of them i have seen people who love the last jedi and they like rise of skywalker but they don't like the fact that rise of skywalker pissed on the last jedi which
0: it does absolutely i don't like that like as a concept i don't i don't like that like as a concept i think that it what i wanted and what you obviously want was them to have a plan and they admitted that they didn't have a plan so it would have been better then. but i would have liked it if like the only thing that from Last Jedi that I think they should have kept. And, like, they can keep, like... If don't say it. I don't know. say it. If you say
1: it, Daniel, if you say it, the rest of this podcast is going to be me going off on it. Don't say it. <laughs> don't say it. Because Fine. if you guys say it, I will, I will bring a... I, if you say it, this will turn into my version of the Star Wars month, wherein I go through all of the seven previous movies to prove why you're wrong, if you say it. I know what you're going to say. And if you say it, I will do that. So uh, say have, at your We don't have time. What do you got next? Okay. Um. So what else did I see? I saw Bombshell, which is a thing that happened. Um. I didn't really know much about Bombshell. I just saw – I didn't even see a trailer for it, honestly. I just saw the, um, the poster, and I was like, all I knew is it had something to do with Fox News, and it was about just a bunch of women that worked at Fox News. Turns out it's about, um, it's about them firing the guy who was like, the, he was like the number two behind, or he's technically was the number one behind Fox News. He didn't own it, but he ran it. Mm-hmm. And um, he was shock, shock, sexually harassing all of the women. And he hired all women who looked identical because he wanted, he thought women were nothing more than props.
0: And what? So, um, I didn't what hear what you said. What did you say? I said, "What Fox News is it... it's run by assholes." I'm surprised. The Fox News is right? a place.
1: Yeah. So it was just it it, it happens. They make up stuff to um like there's a character. There are two characters that don't actually exist in real life oh, that they I created to kind of make it seem more palpable. And they just they so here's the thing, like uh, if I talk about this movie, it's gonna get political because like the people that it's a that political it content- movie. It, it is. The people You're that it covers political. are political. The people it covers are objectionably terrible human beings, but not just the men who are man specifically, not just the man that they're attacking, but also the women. There's no good person in this movie. Everybody like in real life, the people that they're portraying in real life are horrible people. And it's like, you just, I can't give a shit about them because I'm like, no, I know you're a racist asshole. I know that. I've seen you say the things. I know it. So I don't care about you. (laughs) You And it's just, it's hard to get into because you know, like you're watching it. And so what they do is they create two people that are not real people that you can care about. But there, so one of them is gay. And another one is just this young, uh, Margot Robbie plays this young, girl like young woman who is just really wants to be the next megan kelly and she you know she's willing to sacrifice her beliefs and and her scruples to get into this and and she's willing to give you know important men a blowjob job in order to do, to get on camera and she's willing to wear you know she's willing to show off her legs to be able to be an intern and um so they have these two characters that you you're basically like these are the two characters you're supposed to care about to show that basically that like the the main character well it's kind of, it's a weird thing because there's not like one main character cuz it's like four main characters and two of the main characters are real women and they're horrible but in the movie they're like you're trying to see the sympathetic side but I'm like I don't care because I know, like, I've seen her say racist shit. I've seen her say homophobic shit. Like, she's not a good person. Um, and so, and it's like, you're on this, this show just promoting that. And then, like, one person had the nerve to be, oh, and then through the whole movie, the whole movie, it's like, how dare you be a feminist? And they're like, I'm not a feminist. And that's like, feminism is a bad word. When feminism really just means that men and women should be equal. It's not this this myth of like oh women should rule the world. No, it literally just means that like we should be on a level playing field. That's all feminism means. And they're like oh I'm not a feminist. I'm not a fe- oh I I I would never be a feminist. I just believe that I shouldn't be completely so much under the you know I I shouldn't be stomped on as much by men. That's like that's what they say throughout this movie. Like that's the whole and I'm just like this is such shit. And the only two redeeming characters are the two that are completely made up. There's a gay woman who's supposed to be working at Fox News but keeping it quiet. And then there's the woman who befriends her and ends up having sex with her, but she's not gay. And, <clears throat> yeah, it's it, it's a it's hot mess. Dumb.
0: Yeah, so that's one of them. Um, I saw 21 Bridges. Did I talk about 21 Bridges on here? Uh, yeah, I remember. You, did you have it on your top ten of the year list? No, I didn't. No? Okay, then go ahead. <clears throat> twenty one Twenty One Bridges was uh I
1: don't I if it was on anything no, I know it wasn't on my twenty on my best because it wasn't that good. It was okay. Um <clears throat> it was about I mean it, it was as predictable as a movie can be. Mm-hmm. Um it was the cops being you know, the cops infiltrating um or like buddying up with the with the mob. And this these two criminals go to steal money <clears throat> and they think they're stealing it from the mob and well, actually, they don't know who they're stealing it from, and it turns out they're stealing it from the mob, and they're supposed to take um they're supposed to take like thirty grams or something like that, or thirty kilos they're supposed to take thirty kilos when they get there, it's over three hundred kilos and um in order for them to leave, they have to kill some cops because the cops were there to transport the drugs the cops had like a t- a watch time and everything and so they kill the mafia guy and they kill the cops and they've got to get off the island of manhattan and one of them dies in the process and the other one that doesn't die um chadwick boseman is trying to catch him so he shuts down all the 21 bridges going out of the island of manhattan um he does it for like two hours but it's at like four o'clock in the morning so um <clears throat> the movie is as predictable as you think but it's okay
0: okay What's next? Doesn't sound interesting. Uh, What? Doesn't sound interesting. I won't see it. It's it's not bad. I mean, it's it's again the story is
1: predictable. It's the same thing you've seen a million times. But it's it's acted well. It's it's got the usual artifice. Like, oh, it's well directed, well acted. It's not boring. Okay. It's just nothing. Um, the next one is Jexy, which is actually, you know what? It was pretty good. What's that about? I actually like. It's um, Jexy is an App like or AI, I guess you could say, like Cortana or um, Alexa or Mm -hmm. Siri. So (laughs) um, this guy has a phone, and he um, he has a a phone and like a safe drive, a a safe job, a safe life, and he never really does anything. He's boring, and um, he's like obsessed with his phone to the extent where, um, to the point where, like his phone. Is how he socializes, and when he gets a chance to socialize with people in real life, he turns them down because he'd rather just socialize through like social media. And so he goes home and watches movies all the time and is just on his phone. And, um, <clears throat> and then I didn't know he gets they made this, a movie about me. <laughs> then uh, they do an upgrade. He gets an upgrade, and he gets this. The the thing is called Jexy. and it's basically Siri or Cortana or Lexi, whatever. Um, and he but she goes rogue she's like a rogue ai <laughs> so yeah so she's like, like it's it's at first it starts out funny because she's like go this way like he he gets her to he tells her to give him directions which if you don't live in a major city you're wondering why are you getting directions to go to work well if you live in a major city you know you have to get directions to go to work every single day because Traffic can be ass, so you need to know which way to avoid traffic. I do the exact same thing. I go to work, I check my, I have to check the GPS when I get to a certain point. Should I take this freeway or this freeway or take the streets? Because is it going to take me 40 minutes from here? Is it going to take an hour? So, that actually does make sense. So, he lives in San Francisco, um, which is a major city. So, he, he, he tells Jexy to tell him how to get to work. And at first, Jexy's like, you know, she directs him to a way where it's like, you can't, it's not one, like the street that he's turning onto is so busy that there's no way he could possibly make a left. Like making a right is difficult, but making a left is like impossible. And he's like, I can't make a left turn here. Like, give me another, give me better directions. And then Jexy's like, turn, you spineless buffoon or some shit. And you're like, what? And then, so first it starts out kind of funny. And then she buffoon. like. Like, like, I don't remember what it was, but it was something like that. And she basically calls him a pussy for not doing it. So then he does it and, like, almost creates a traffic accident. And he's, like, freaking out. And then she just goes back to being, like, da-da-da. And then she starts acting, like, she starts getting kind of weird. And, like, she'll do things. Like, because it's AI and it's your phone controls your world, right? So then she, right. like... Well, the commentary t- is obvious. Right. Well, but then it gets even... It get, like, you think that that's how it's going to go, right? And it sounds predictable, but then it goes in a different direction. <laughs> so, so it starts yeah. out with, like, her controlling his life, and then, but then he, you're like, the obvious fix is to just get another phone, right? So he does. But then she downloads herself onto that phone. And then she, like, so he does actually, so, like, the original commentary of, like, live your life in the real world, not online, he does that. But then she's like, No. I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to have a real-life girlfriend or talk to people in real life. I want you to be with me. So
0: she becomes like this haunted thing. <laughs> I <laughs> want to see this with- fucking movie. It either sounds so then- really good oh. or really stupid. It's 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 a stupid movie,
1: but it's a good stupid movie. Um, oh, so then he gets rid from- of He gets rid of his phone and then she starts to go through like other, she like goes through traffic lights and other. So she's an AI. So she just pops in. It's kind of like Ultron. She just pops into like different parts. And so like she creates traffic accidents and shit. And she like, she like he took, um, he took dick pics that he wanted to send to someone. He doesn't send them. So then after he gets rid of his phone, she sends them to his boss and everybody he works with.
0: And so all over the place
1: yeah it's like i said it's a stupid movie but it's a good stupid movie okay. so like it's the kind of stupid movie that i would enjoy but it's not quite camp enough for you to be like oh i love it but it's good enough for me to
0: be like hey it's fine i don't know so- i'll probably check it out anyway i liked a movie called upgrade which is yeah based- kind of it's in that like it's in that
1: vein of like it's not a normal like it takes the typical stereotypical movie that you think it's gonna be and it goes that route for the first half and then it flips it on its head. I, I think I'll enjoy like, it. Yeah, it's a good it's a good movie. It's it's cute. Um okay. the next one is Don't Let Go. Did I talk about that one? I don't remember no, what no. I talked about. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um Don't Let Go was pretty good. It was it was good, but it's one of those movies where, like, if you think about it, the whole thing falls apart because it's a time travel movie. Oh, time uh, travel movies just sort of do that. But it's, you would like it because it's a character movie. Cool. It's completely about the character. Um, it's the kind of movie that, like, I don't know, I don't, I don't think I should spoil it, but um, it's about an uncle, or it's about this guy who has a niece, and um, she dies, and he uh-huh. is distraught. That happens in the beginning, so I'm not really spoiling anything. Um, she dies, and he is distraught. Not only does she die, but her whole family dies. He, she, her, her father is his brother, and all three of them—she and her mother and her father—all die on one day. And um, and he's distraught. And he, you know, in the morning he takes off days of work. And one day he gets a call from her phone and he's like what and he thinks it's somebody like messing with them but it's actually her from like two weeks in the past
0: oh i love it so it's a time travel movie with a ticking clock yes so uh that's Um, all i got it there's there's an anime called your name uh which has a similar thing it's like it's like very different but it's um i don't know if i should spoil it but i'm never um, if you want to see your name uh just uh skip ahead a bit uh but your name has the um the, is this body swap movie with these two teenagers in Japan one's in Tokyo the other one is in the middle of fuck nowhere and um they do uh body, they do body swap and then like sh- they want to meet up in the present but like they they can't they they can't find each other in the present and she goes to Tokyo and he doesn't know who she is. And it turns out that our time travel is involved, right? And so... it sounds more like a lake house. Yeah, but... Yeah, I was thinking that too. But turns out that it was like eight years ago. And guess what happened on that town eight years ago? There was a One fucking of asteroid. Die. All of them died. There was a fucking asteroid. Like there's this star that's shooting by and the whole thing's visually beautiful. But this, this star broke apart and then just landed on this town and killed everyone. So he's like, oh fuck, I gotta go to that town, I gotta figure out how to time travel, and I gotta save everyone. And so she then goes to the future and she's like, oh shit, my town's exploded. So now both of them have like got to figure it out and they got like an hour to like evacuate the entire town. It's real good. The, the first half of that movie is like their romance and then building up their romance and it's very Lake Housey. And then the second half just takes that turn and I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Interesting. So it's got um, both so the character stuff and it's also got like the actual danger. Um, okay. Hi, Jackie. It's um, us from the future. <laughs> well, you are future man. I guess that works. So here's the thing. We tend to talk for a long time. We need to stop doing that. But well, yeah, yeah, but this ended up being three hours and 12 minutes which is... That's the edited time. That's the edited time. We talked for three hours and 40 minutes, and I got it down to three hours and 12, and I'm like, I cannot get it down lower than this. Yep. So we're going to do a two-parter. Yay. And then while you guys are listening to the first part, or you've just listened to the first part, and are waiting for the second part, we're going to learn how to time manage.
1: It's going to be difficult,
0: but we're going to pull through. I'll cut off must be 2 hours but we should aim for like an hour and a half indeed yeah until then um you can follow us on our social medias all the links will be in the description and we're sorry no just come back next week and listen to part 2 you know you want to do it you want to hear what we have to say we haven't even gotten to my terrible movies yet and you're going to do you're going to massively defend the one by DC the kitchen yeah indeed part two is going to start with the kitchen and then i'm and then we're going to go forth and do exactly the same thing but we won't know that it's that part so like that'll be fun (laughs) all right follow us on all the things and listen to us next week all right bye